Well, Happy New Year's Eve. So grateful that you guys are all here and you are most, most welcome. This last day of this year. Are any of you ready to put this year behind you? Yeah, yeah. I read a thing on Facebook yesterday from a friend that said, I'm staying up on New Year's Eve this year, not to see the new year end, but to make sure this one leaves. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Okay, since we are about to complete this new year, see how good you are. A little audience participation. See how good you are at completing these sentences. Okay, you ready? I want to hear you. Here's the first one. I am ready to throw in the... There you go. I'm just a bundle of... Yes, I'm at my wits. I'm, um, I'm resigning from the human... Man, you guys, you got 100% on that. You are, you're serious about putting this year behind you, aren't you? It's good. Which leads us into this next name of God. Yahweh Shalom. The Lord is peace. Now, this name, this double name, Yahweh Shalom, is only used one time in Scripture. Now, the word Shalom by itself, it's used over 170 times. But the only time that you'll find this combination name in the Bible is in Judges chapter 6. You might want to turn there if you have your Bibles handy. But the key to understanding this book of Judges is found in the very last verse of the book. Look what it says. In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. You see another translation, everyone did whatever they pleased. Another, people did whatever they felt like doing. Another, the ESV, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Now, when what is right is left up to the individual, when what is moral and good is determined by humans and not by the creator of humans, Chaos and disorder always happen. What we are experiencing here on this planet is not God's fault. He created us with the ability to choose a way other than his. And whenever we do what is right in our own eyes and not in his eyes, it creates the problem. If everyone does as they see fit in marriage... If everyone does as they see fit in the home, if everyone does as they see fit in the workplace, in the church, in government, in the world, there will be no peace. It shouldn't surprise us the condition that we find our world in. Shalom is never found in doing as I see fit. Now, in Judges 6, God's chosen people were doing as they saw fit. Look at the first verse of the sixth chapter. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hand of the Midianites. So, for seven long years, God's children were hiding in caves and secret shelters because the people of Midian were ruthless. The Midianites would ally with other eastern countries and annually invade Israel, camp in their fields, destroy their crops, and devastate their country. 
And after seven years of this, the Israelites, they were fed up. They had enough. So they finally, you know, in that cycle, they finally cried out to the Lord. And the Lord Yahweh does what he always does when we cry out to him. He answers, although he answers in unpredictable ways. It's one of the surprise appearances in the Old Testament of Jesus. This is a great, great story, a great time. Look how this plays out. We're in the sixth chapter, starting with verse 11. The angel of Yahweh, now every time, remember, it has a capital L, that's Yahweh. So I'm going to try to refer to that so that you can see because there's a difference in the text here. The angel of Yahweh came and sat down under the oak at Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of Yahweh appeared to Gideon, he said, Yahweh is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord. Notice the small case. He didn't respond by calling him by name. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if Yahweh is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not Yahweh bring us up out of Egypt? But now Yahweh has abandoned us and given us into the land of Midian. Yahweh turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord. Still can't quite call him by name. Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. Yahweh answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. So before Yahweh in human form, which is Jesus, before he leaves Gideon, Gideon implores him to stay and says, let me go fix you a meal, offer you something, give you an offering. And so Yahweh says, all right, I'll wait. So Gideon goes and he gets a goat and he butchers the goat. And he gets, it, it, the text actually says he uses half of a bushel of flour and uses all of that flour to make bread. Ladies, how many, how many loaves of bread would half a bushel of flour make? That's got to be a stack of bread. So he does all of this, and then he brings it back after several hours of preparation. Okay, now let's pick back up the text in verse 20. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on this rock, and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Then the angel of Yahweh touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of his staff, that was in his hand. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread, and the angel of Yahweh disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of Yahweh, he exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Yahweh, I have seen Yahweh, the angel of Yahweh, face to face. But Yahweh said to him, Peace. Do not be afraid. You're not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to Yahweh there and called it Yahweh Shalom. The Lord is peace. Now go back through this just for a second here. 
Gideon prepares entirely too much food for two people to eat. And then the tip of Yahweh's staff touches the food, which instantly is consumed in fire. And then Yahweh, poof, he disappears. He's gone. And the moment that happens, Gideon is completely overwhelmed with fear. And so Yahweh is gone, but out of the silence comes the voice, peace, do not be afraid. Okay, that's a crazy story, isn't it? That's a wild historical account in so many ways. This word shalom is one of the most commonly used Hebrew words even today, both for a greeting and for a farewell. It literally conveys, may you be blessed with wholeness, completeness, safety, and wellness. It expresses hope, prosperity, health, and harmony in life. In fact, Spock, who has, from Star Trek, who has a Jewish lineage, and when he would do this, and he would say, live long and prosper, it comes from an ancient Hebrew greeting. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? But most importantly, shalom is a covenant word, an expression of God's faithfulness with his people. Yahweh shalom is the idea that God will bring calm even in the chaos, that he will provide stability even in the struggle. Now, there's a theologian that has a really cool explanation. You're going to see why I especially like this. Look at the screen. He writes, in the Bible, shalom means universal flourishing, wholeness, and delight, a rich state of affairs in which natural needs are satisfied and natural gifts are fruitfully employed, a state of affairs that inspires joyful wonder, watch, as its creator and savior opens the door and welcomes the creatures in whom he delights. That to me sounds like God is standing there at the open door saying, get in this house. I mean, that, that, we almost got scripture and verse for what we try to do here. Isn't that a, an incredible idea of God opening the door? The shalom is come in, enter in. Okay, now I want you to notice something that's very significant in this Gideon story before we get too far. Gideon found peace before anything in his situation changed. You got that. Gideon found peace during the seven-year invasion from the eastern countries. The Midianites were still winning when Gideon found peace. The Israelites were still hiding and hungry when Gideon found peace. Because peace is not found in space, it's found in someone. Peace is not found in a place it's found in a person. The Lord is peace. Yahweh Shalom. Jesus is our peace. He proclaimed it. He promised it. He procured it. He provided it. It's Jesus. It's him. He's the peace. And Yahweh Shalom is still bringing peace to troubled hearts today. Look at this from the Amplified Version. Tell me if you don't think this is relevant for us today. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, 
by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. Here you go. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, that peace is yours. That's a relevant word. I love this reading from a daily devotional book. If we look within, it will discourage us. If we look around, it may distract us. If we look back, it may awaken fears. If we look forward, it may arouse foreboding. Beloved, let us look up. There our loving Father is. There our interceding Savior is. There all our supplies are. There our everlasting home is. Let others look where they will. I will look up. Okay. I think basically there are two types of peace. First is peace with God that comes through faith. Look at Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus has taken away the struggle that existed between God and us. Now we in Christ are at peace with God. But there's also another peace, a peace of God. Look again at Philippians 4.7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So Jesus is our Yahweh Shalom, and he's given us peace with God, and he's given us the peace of God. Thomas Watson, the Puritan preacher, I love how he explains this. Look, the godly man, when he dies, enters into peace, but while he lives, peace must enter into him. Oh, yeah. That's the way this works. Jesus makes his residence in us. The Holy Spirit abides within. That's the peace. It's not on the outside. It's on the inside. So has the creator Elohim, that we learned that name, has Elohim become also your Yahweh Shalom? Has he become your Lord of peace? I was thinking... This may be one of the greatest moments of anticipation that we experience in life. It's when you're going to go to a band concert or you're going to attend a symphony or maybe go to a great musical, a Broadway show or something. And so you don't ever get there on time. You always get there early. You don't, you don't want to miss a thing. So you get there early and you're there early enough to where you get to see the musicians come in. And the musicians are all getting situated, and they're tuning, and they're going through different parts of their musical score. And some of them are working on a solo that they'll have later on, and some of them are working on the great big finale, and some are at the beginning, and some are at this. They're all doing the different parts at the different time. And what does that sound like? It's awful. It's awful. Everybody's doing everything on their own accord until the musical director comes in. And the lights dim, and it gets quiet, and he has a first chair stand and give a note, and the whole orchestra or band tunes to that note, and then he puts his hand back down. It's that moment. You know what I'm talking about? It's that moment when the lights now are completely down, and all you see is the stage, 
and it's just about it's just about to happen i think that's where some of you some of us are too often found that moment of silence when we're just on the cusp of letting Yahweh Shalom just take over. And what ensues when he takes over is beautiful, and it's orderly, and it has form. Even with all of the other, there, there it is. It, the orchestra comes together in such a beautiful moment. I'm thinking maybe we should just end this year with just that commitment and surrender to him for the first time or a rededicated time that we all would just kind of make that together here in this moment. You see, that's the thing about peace. Peace in Christ can happen right now in this moment and every moment after, even in this evil-filled world. Let me give you one more example of this. Some of you are baseball fans, and some of you are not, but that's okay. But everybody needs to know Oral Hershiser. Oral Hershiser was the pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers when they won the World Series back in 1988. And oh my goodness, he really played some kind of a game, both on the mound and with his bat. It's just fantastic. One of the most pressure-filled moments in life. Well, after he... Uh, well, let me say back up just a little bit. The cameras would catch Oral Hershiser when he was in the dugout, when his team was at bat, and he was saying something to himself. You could see his lips moving, and he was saying, he was saying something. Nobody knew what he was saying. Well, after they won the series, he was invited to Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. And Johnny Carson picked up on those, those shots when Oral Hershiser was in the dugout, when their team was at bat, and he could see him saying stuff. So he said, in front of his audience, he said, and all the people that watched tonight's show, he said, I want to know, what were you saying to yourself? And Oral Hershiser said, well, I, I wasn't saying anything to yourself. And Johnny said, what do you mean? He said, I was singing. Well, Johnny Carson wasn't going to let that go. Well, we want to hear what you sang. No, Oral Hershiser said, no, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. Oh, no, no, we want to hear it. And then the audience picked up on it. And the pressure became too much. And finally, Oral Hershiser said, all right, I'll, I'll say it. So everything got dead quiet. And Oral Hershiser, you know what he's saying? In this most pressure-induced moment, with millions of people watching on television and tens of thousands in the stands booing and cheering, all that pressure to pitch and to hit, all, all, all of that moment, what was Oral Hershiser singing in the dugout to himself? This is what he was singing. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. He was singing the doxology. He sang it on the Tonight Show, and you know what happened? It was dead silent. Johnny Carson began to cry. So did several in the audience until finally one man stood and started clapping and then it was a cacophony of applause. You know what happened? They recognized a moment, a Yahweh Shalom moment. Oral Hershiser 
was with Jesus. He was going through that moment with the Lord. Now, it's not about a victory and a loss because there could have been other guys on the other team that lost too that experienced the same peace. He was with Christ. That's the difference. That's Yahweh Shalom. Have you found him? Does he live with you? Do you live with him? Father, as we close out this year, I find, I find that we just need to have a moment of all of us rededicating ourselves to walking with you, knowing that you've got us covered and that we are at peace no matter what's happening at home, in our relationships, at our work, with our finances. You are in control and you are our shalom. Father, I can't think of a better way to end this year than to offer that up to you. Hear our hearts in praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, church, we got to stand for this. Let's stand.